0: Good morning, everybody. It's Friday. We made it. Another week is down, hopefully. Hopefully, you guys are doing all right. Uh, Just let me get a a couple things set up here and make sure I'm on the right thing. Awesome. So, welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host. I'm not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who's been through a traumatic experience, something that's life-changing to say the least. And from my experience, I developed some tips and techniques that I use to get my life back on track that I share with you to help you do the same. Break the cycle of toxic abuse, minimize the damage that these people do to you and your kids. And hopefully, if parental alienation has already started, help you uh, get that back on track. Make sure that uh, it doesn't uh, just destroy everything. Now, remember, only a licensed professional therapist in a clinical environment can diagnose somebody with a medical condition, so be careful throwing around terms like my ex is NPD" or BPD or comorbid with this and that. Just be careful. It hurts your credibility when you start throwing around terms because inevitably someone will say, where'd you get your, you know, oh, wow, where'd you get that diagnosis? Oh, you did that yourself. Oh, wow, really? So you're going around and just, you know, giving people... Uh, diagnosis of things yeah it it hurts your credibility focus on the patterns of behavior and I have something else I'll talk about a little bit later in the show uh, where I think we'll be able to deep dive more into this in a future episode if you want to get the text notification that did go out this morning you can do that by texting DSD live to eight four four five nine eight zero zero one two I see if you uh, had another person or a couple other people sign up for that it's another way to get notified that the show is going live. Kind of just bypass all the other notifications and it just it'll text you right to your phone. Speaking of phone numbers, the phone-in or the, the, the call-in lines are open today. So if you want to call and participate in the show, you can do that by dialing one 424 1424 dsd Live. If you are outside of the United States, you can use the web interface, just scroll down in the video description and you will get the link for that, which is if I remember correctly, callinstudio.com slash shows slash DSD live, but double check to make sure. All right, on that, the last thing I always like to say is if you're new to the channel and you haven't hit the subscribe button, maybe double check, because I know sometimes, even for me, when I look at a channel, I'm like, man, I really like this channel. I know I'm subscribed. Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> sometimes I, ha- I YouTube's just re- seeing that I've been watching a lot of their videos, and they recommend it, uh, re- keep recommending a, a channel. And then what happens is, I, for whatever reason, I don't click. When it serves it up, I don't click on the video, and YouTube goes, oh, you're not interested in this anymore. And then I have to figure out what the channel was, try to find it again, get back there. And sometimes it's tough. I had that happen the other day. I was trying to find a channel. I'm like, oh, I know I subscribe to this channel. Uh, the guy's got really good stuff. It's a, it was a tech channel on some stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't subscribe. I have no idea what the actual name is. I had to go back, look through my history, find the video, or find, yeah, the one video, and then go and subscribe to the channel. So just double check. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other the other thing that's just FYI is I have everything a little bit backwards, so it's kind of messing with my head a little bit. So I'm trying to move things around by having this microphone over here. It blocks my whatever. So just, just bear with me. Uh, I do want to make a couple of announcements. The first one is, as I will be doing, a follow-up uh, collaboration with uh, Leslie uh, Powers from Spiritual Empowered Coaching. On Tuesday, we are going to be talking. Where did I put the notes? We are going to be talking about. Uh, this was not the note. <laughs> Where is it? Where to go? Blame shifting. There it is. There's my note. I stuck it on my monitor. So I- well, let's see. Kind of is it going to focus? There we go. Blame shifting. On Tuesday, uh, I guess there's been a lot of. Um, Uh, not a lot, but there's been an update, a court hearing or a court ruling, and uh, Leslie was like, you know, blame shifting is something that we really should talk about. So that's what Tuesday's show will be about. And we're going to, instead of trying to start this with a bunch of different stuff, we'll just focus on a singular topic because although we had a really good show the other day, we were trying to pack too much in there. So that will be that will be the Tuesday show. The other thing I wanted to mention is, and I should have brought this up, but uh, th- there's a, I may have mentioned this in the past, but there is a lawyer on TikTok. I think it's, you know, Attorney Marco, or I can't remember what the name is. Right off. I didn't make, make a note. Anyways, make some outstanding videos on how to deal with and divorce a narcissistic ex. Uh, I've been trying to track him down, finally found the right way to actually get to him. And uh, I'm working to bring him on the show to talk about his area of expertise, and that's you know in family law, and specifically dealing with narcissistic, uh, not clients, but on the other side, opponents. And uh, the couple of videos, are the, the handful of videos I've seen from him are very spot on, and I think uh, his, his insight will be very helpful for you guys. So more to come on that. So if that sounds interesting and you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell so that you know uh, whenever that's coming out. All right. Let me just double check the comments and everything. Uh, let's see. All right. Let let me um, check. Now, I know somebody sent me. Yeah, Merge had sent me a video I haven't had a chance to read, and he had said, uh, "You know, good morning. Uh, I'll be driving to school when the show's on. If it doesn't kill your topic, could you focus on false allegation of harassment and stalking?" Uh, and it goes on to say, "As always, just ahead of court in a bit uh, in a bid to unsettle the other side and cause confusion and stray from the actual issues." <laughs> and then corrected my name. That's awesome. Oh, I need to turn that off. Um, yeah, we'll hit that in a minute. Uh, okay. I, cause I wanted to, I didn't really have a, a topic for today. I was kind of just like, you know what? We made it to Friday, but I wanted to share, I wanted to share one thing with you guys. That's probably going to be silly and maybe it might even be a little annoying. I'm not annoying. Knowing is not the right word, but just, uh, uh, maybe kind of off topic or kind of simplistic. But I just wanted to to remind everybody of the, the power of simple things in your own environment. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, what does that mean? I, I have been so focused on, on working on the show, working on my normal job that I'm just, I'm letting a lot of things go. And, those little things kind of, at least for me, really start to stress me out, really start to uh, negatively affect me. And it's stupid things like the kitchen floor being a disaster. It's been, you know, getting progressively worse. Stuff gets spilled on it. It just looks nasty, gross to walk on, whole nine yards. So finally yesterday took a point. I'm like, all right, you know, throughout the day, you know, cleared everything out. And uh, just did something simple like mopping the damn thing. Now, and even then when I'm like, I'm like, man, do I really have time for this? You know, I'm like, I've been meaning to do this for weeks. And I just basically made a point to do it. And it was a pain because it'd been a while, right? I mean, it's like you guys all know that maintenance on things are a lot easier than trying to get things back. You know, it, it takes less time to spot up an area as opposed to really fix something that's that's messed up. But the reality is, is whenever things start to get out of control, it gets more and more overwhelming, so it becomes even harder to take the time to focus on the task. So anyways, yesterday, took the time, you know, did that, and then, and then, I mean, basically, it's like I finished it and then just... Kind of went on, you know, went back to the next job task and started knocking that out. But this morning, you know, when I was getting ready for this, just getting in the kitchen, you know, going to start to make coffee and everything. And the floor is clean. And I don't know about you guys. Curious to know, you know, in, in the comments uh, what you guys think. But it actually lowers my stress level. Like when I when I got up this morning and I could just, I mean, I wasn't feeling nastiness under my feet. And it felt clean and it looked better. It just made things a little bit, it made me feel a little bit better. So when and I I get so my point on this is when everything feels completely out of control, when your ex is driving you crazy, maybe everything's stressing you out. Try to see if you can find some simple task. That you can accomplish to give you a little victory and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be what i just said it could be just cleaning up an area it could be getting something done a project that you've been trying to get done you know just something that you can look at and go hey you know what i accomplished that you can see it and it makes you feel just a little bit better i know that's kind of a weird uh you know it's not you know, super on topic for what we, we normally talk about here, but, but I just wanted to share that with you because I thought even, even watching it for me, it was very interesting to, just, just, just to, to, to kind of observe, observe that positive change in me. Does that make sense? Curious what you guys think. So let me see what's going on in the comments. You know, someone else says, uh, so never losing hope says, I wonder if you would have Jake Cash or Cash Jackson, sorry, on the, uh, on to if he's interested, just an idea. I, the, the thing I want to say about guests, I mean, like I know, I know um, Eric Carroll over at Dad Talk today. I mean, he's got what, two guests a day. He's more of a guest show. And potentially with the way, whoops, sorry, with the way I'm doing things, I could turn more into that. I don't know. Um, right now, the way I look at it is, I'm I'm very, I'm very selective of who I will collaborate with, and stuff like that. So, and the other thing is, is whoever I bring on, I want for as a guest, I want them to be be able to share something with you guys, like a good tech takeaway. It's like not just kind of different than the callers, right? when When you guys call in, people are struggling with something and we're dealing with, with a specific issue. But when I want to highlight somebody, I want them to be able to share a takeaway, a lessons learned, something to where it's like, look, this is my experience. This is the pain I went through and this is what I did to get through it, or this is what I figured out on the other side of it, or this is an example of I did get to the other side of it. And I'll just say for the the one video I've seen, or one Facebook video I saw of Cash Jackson, it made me really concerned for that guy's safety, if I'm thinking of the same guy. So that's that's the reason why I'm cautious about that. Right? There are a lot of places on the internet, on YouTube. For for you like like even with Eric's channel, I mean Eric. Eric interviews a lot of people. I can't even keep up with all, all the content that he creates on that. But uh, I I really want my this channel to be where at the end of the day, you guys are at the, at the end of a show. You're like, okay, cool. I got a takeaway from that. I got a perspective on that, and as a result of that. I feel better about my situation. I know that doesn't, I know I'm not always successful on that. I know there are times that, you know, we just have things, things go South and we have some really tough topics, but that's my goal. That's what I, that's kind of my mission statement on this. So, um, but it is actually, i am actually, uh, never losing hope. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, that was one of my topics today was to discuss my thought process on guests And uh, bringing people on. So curious. I mean, so if you guys are, I I would, if you're watching this, uh, obviously, if you're even watching it on the replay, I'm curious what you think. What do you think about, about the guest thing? You know, what's your opinion on that? All right. let's see um, okay so there are some questions coming in what I, what I'm gonna try to do and and I think I'll probably redo this topic later but going back to what what uh, merge is talking about in and, and, and I may and I may get this a little bit off but just the second comment was you know just ahead of a court of court in a bit to unsettle the other side these these people are going to try to make you completely nervous and stressed about your upcoming, well, anything, even if you don't have anything upcoming, they're going to use that to try to control you. Right. So that may look like, you know, you're asking for information and they come, they immediately go to, you're harassing me. You're stalking me. You're, you know, um, you know, you need to stop this. And, and, and what you're doing is you're asking for information and they turn around and they try to say, well, you're you're contacting me, which I don't want you to contact me. So that means you're stalking me. That means that's a problem. And I can get a protective order against you. And if you're scared to death of protective orders. And in some ways you should be, then that can really derail your uh, mental state. And it's by design. They're trying to use fear and intimidation to control you. What, you. what you have to make sure of is that you're not actually doing, you know, you're not really doing that. The, 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 the stereotypical, and this happens, a, I've heard this a lot, is someone denies you access to your kids. I've decided, because I am the, the supreme parent, that it's hurting the kids to be around you you're stressing them out, you're whatever, the, whatever the reason is, and I've decided unilaterally that you can't see the kids. My ex even tried to do that with me before we had a court order. And typically what happens is, is now you don't get to see your kids, and you're starting to freak out, so you're ramping things up. You have to be very cautious on how you engage with that because it absolutely can uh, blow up in your face. So what you have to do is be very measured on your communications. You don't want to go down, uh, down the pit of hell and start arguing with them in a very aggressive way via text or showing up every place or, or giving the image that you are actually stalking them. And it's a, it's a fine line. I mean, if you have an attorney, you probably would be best served to just have the attorney do the communications. We have a few people who on the on the channel who have that, who have an attorney who are taking care. Who who some of them, I think one in particular, the attorney has made it personal because the ex tried to go after their license. So they're like, you know what, game on. Don't worry about it. I got this covered, and I'm going to try to make things right. Anyways, that um, the thing is. Keep sight of what your real goal is. Make sure, like, for instance, that, that scenario I was talking about, then the communications need to be specifically and not excessively about that topic. You know, they say, hey, you're harassing me. Stop emailing me. Stop contacting me. I would encourage you, if you're in this situation, if you have an attorney, talk to them to get legal advice. And then, depending on what they say, either they're going to handle the communication or they're going to tell you to have very specific, you know, dear ex, uh, you know, you're, we're, I'm wanting to exercise my visitation, my, my legal visitation, court order visitation. I hate the word visitation. I say parenting time, you know, when is it going to happen or something like that. Just so that you have a record that you're trying because that's the flip side, right? As soon as they scare you down, the next argument they make is they don't ever care about the kids. They never, talk, they never write or ask about them. It's so sad. I just wish that I had a parent, an an ex that really cared about their uh, their child. It's a double bind. Just make the best bad decision. You know, make, make the best situ- Make the best decision in this crappy situation. All right, um, let me see here. I got a couple of, what in the world? Oh, I scrolled up. I hate it when I do that. So let me just see what, uh, uh, okay. Uh, let me grab the defy dad one, if I can find it. Whoops, went the wrong way. And I'll grab, it looks like I have a caller. I'll grab that after I grab this other comment which is uh, from DeFi Dad says, uh, uh, was the topic of having difficult dealing with the pain of a narcissistic relationship ending? Uh, So you can focus on the children. I guess I'm curious if there are any coping tools that help. Well, it's kind of like defy Dad, it's, it's the oxygen mask in the airplane thing. You have to get yourself on track so that it helps you focus on the kids. Because if, if you're completely an emotional wreck, which we all are during this, the kids are gonna feel it, the kids are gonna see it, and that is going to contribute to the parental alienation that's happening. Because the kids are gonna be, as soon as they walk in your door and they're in your presence, they are gonna be hyper-focused on your demeanor, your reactions, the way you're communicating, And the the really sad part about this is if you're having a rough time, because we all are having a rough time, they are going going to internalize that and think it's about them. So it's critically important to get your own house, I mean, your own mental house in order so that you can deal with the other other things. Now, quickly, uh, coping mechanisms to deal with that. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up, if it works correctly. If you go to the main channel, you scroll down to the second section, which is Mindset for, Narcibi- Nar- Mindset for, Narcibi- Nar- <laughs> Mindset for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery. Holy crap, I need more coffee. These videos in here is kind of like a primer to help get you on track, right? It's, I, I put the collection of videos in there that I think are really hard-hitting to help you. The second part of that is, uh, let me make sure, let me try to pull this up. So I pull the right thing up, uh, to cha- Okay. So I had my channel open twice. If you go to the website, dad's you whoops, you go to, uh, resources. If it'll load. All right. What I'm, if it was loading, what I would say, okay, is the hypnosis files that I used this, this helped this book. But when I was really in a tailspin, it was these hypnosis files that really helped me. And it took a while for it to click. And the end of relationship pack has been updated. So some of these original titles, which are still available, are not now included in, in this pack, if I remember correctly. So, um, and that, that was the, the thing that helped really turn the tide for me. So hopefully that will be helpful for for you. Oh, and the last thing is, I mean, if it comes down to it, I do coaching. If you need one-on-one, uh, when I, when I'm able to talk directly with somebody and deep dive in their specifics, uh, I can tailor the message instead of like most of the time on, on the channel and even on the live streams, it's very cursory, right? I mean, I have a short amount of time and I'm trying to keep things in the context that would be generic enough to help multiple people. But that's, you can find out more information on my website if you are so inclined or so interested. And I am now going to go to, uh, let me grab, uh, this call. Hello and welcome to the show.
1: Yes. Hello. How you doing? Hi, it's Bill.
0: Hey Bill. How's it going?
1: All right. right. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's well. It's been interesting. All of this, I've been learning a lot about myself and how they think. Yeah. Um, you you have to be really careful on. I've got two children. I've got a five-year-old little girl and a 11-year-old little boy. And how we parent, they'll use that against you. I tell my son, "Don't hit my daughter. Don't hit your sister." Um, I try to do the homework with them. Um, I. And whatever it is that I try to parent or whatever it is that I bring up or that's important, then I I got it returned to me. Um, I've got over a year now of my son beating on my daughter in front of me and then us arguing and fighting and doing everything. Timeouts didn't work, all the stuff. Right. So it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then if if my son and I went toe-to-toe on it, he would cry and panic and then he would fall apart and it didn't make any sense what was going on. And this repeated over and over. So I just kept them pretty much separated. And doing the homework was a panic attack. If I took them to the church where they went to preschool, they had a panic attack meltdown in the parking lot. I took them canoeing on my two weeks with them. We went back to the canoe place. They had a meltdown in the parking lot. So I'm like, okay, I get what's going on. So the children's psychologist office, my ex, uh, ruined that relationship there so those people think i'm jack the ripper and I, i could i can't even talk with them they won't even communicate with me uh i'm the bad guy so um i'm i'm thinking what do i do so i i realized that when you're dealing with someone with a personality disorder they use any information against you right so i started being instead of being on the defensive i started going on the offensive so i drove my kid to the church. He had a panic attack. I recorded it. I text my ex. I said, he just had a meltdown in a parking lot. Stop doing this to the children. And then the next time that I had a situation, I text her, stop doing this to the kids because I know that she's doing it. I even bought a a body cam, a police cam that you can turn on and off with a remote control. It actually increased. My son's uh, behavior, my daughter's behavior actually increased. It turned up. And I'm thinking, what? Okay. I don't get this. Yeah. So I paid money to do a parental evaluation. And I went up and did this at, at this psychologist, psychiatrist's office. And I played the videos, I showed him the stuff. And he says, You've got a severe case of parental alienation. Right. And I said, Oh, okay. And he said, Look, you've got a whole year of evidence of everything being a problem. He said, start recording the good. Did you hear me? Show the court that you're a good father. Right. All you're doing is trying. And I said, okay. So the next time on Tuesday I had my children, um, I, I didn't turn the camera. I didn't do anything. I just, I kept saying, can we have some fun? Can we play ball? I want a video of that. They were lost. Right. They were absolutely confused. They didn't know what to do. And so they, they, They want me to turn the camera on and I'm like, no. So I put the camera away. I'm going, I don't get this. So I took them to the park and the park is next door to the police station where we exchange it because I asked the front of the court to make sure that's where it was going to be because I knew I was going to have problems. Right. And we're there and my kids are really strange. They've absolutely changed. So I was sitting with them. I asked them, "What's wrong?" And they said that you know I'm going to get we're going to get in trouble. We're 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 worried we're going to get in trouble tonight. And I said, "You mean to tell me that you two have been told to do this behavior to me for over a year?" And they both admitted to it.
0: Yeah.
1: And they said that they get punished if they don't.
0: Well, and it, and it, and the reality is, is it it, it could be completely co- uh, over, like you're saying, or it could be just you know the mom slowly. Conditioning them to do that. So, have you been able? So, what's the outcome yeah. of this? From I mean, so this. I mean, obviously that. Well, the other thing I wanted to say, I made a note of this. What I've seen time and time again is, as soon as you do, like you know, hey, why are you doing this? Or I see you're doing this, it gets worse. It changes. It well, it gets worse. Um, I had a similar experience where my kids were doing well that things were getting better. The therapist was actually calling me saying, Hey, things are a train wreck over at mom's, but they were fine at my place, but she wouldn't write it down. Right. So it didn't help me. wouldn't help me in court. And I had a moment of weakness. This is before I knew all really knew out about all of this. And I took my bony little finger and crammed it in the ex's eye. And I kind of pointed it out, Hey, your house is a train wreck. And this happened right before the Christmas break. And when they came back after that 25-day period with their mom, it was like all the gains I had made the previous year were erased. So it's, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where we have to be really careful of how we try to – because it's not going to work, right? I mean, if you say to your ex, hey, I know what you're doing. The thing is, is – I was talking about this the other day. If you know – I mean, if someone did that to you, if you were doing that and I, and I said, hey, man, I see what you're doing, you'd be like, oh, crap. I, you know, I've been caught and you're going to stop. These people don't do that. They double down and they try to, and it it inevitably gets worse. So my question I wanted to ask you is, so with, with all this epiphany, what's what, I mean, is this where you're at now? Or has there been a a change since this?
1: He filed a PPO on me. She filed a PPO on me, and, and the whole thing is projection in her PPO. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that she's afraid of, and all the stuff that she's doing, is listed in the PPO, and she's blaming me for it. Right. And she's saying that I'm harassing her with the stalking, with with the you know the texting, and I'm calling her out. I want the kids tested. I want all of us to be tested. I took her to court in in June, and the judge said I don't have enough evidence, and he dismissed it. I wanted to get her psychological tested then, and so he said. You know, get the evidence, file it back for the parenting plan. Give me an option to get me a psychologist. And that was it. Well, what she wants me to do is record a bad behavior, send it to the school, send it to the psychologist, send it to people and say, this is a problem I got. And then she says in the PPO, she's got no problem with the children and that she hears that they have panic attacks with me. So she's she's trying to make it look like I'm the bad parent and she's the great parent.
0: Oh, absolutely. But when
1: I bring up the testing. Uh-huh. And when I bring up the testing, because she'll uh, trust me, she will score very, very bad on the testing. Um, and when I bring that up, then she diverts it. She says, because of the divorce, um, it, the kids are too sensitive to be tested. But my son was tested for ADHD and oppositional defiance disorder, which what he was diagnosed as. As we all know, that that's a form of trauma and everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, that and it they, is misdiagnosed. So she medicates him with a pill, but she was able to get him tested uh, when she was at the woman's shelter. I moved out of the house for four days, and then I found out that she went to a woman's shelter. That was crazy. I, would, I didn't even know where she was at. Right. So I didn't even know she was going to do that. So, but anyway, my point is that he was able to be tested when she was doing that to him, but now we can't get him tested. So I'm going to be going to court to fight the PBO, and I've got a mountain of evidence that there is a serious problem in front of that judge. So basically, what I did is, when I called her out, I knew that she would retaliate. I knew that they do not get defensive; they are offensive. And so, I believe she shot yeah. herself in the butt with the PPO. And when this goes in front of the judge, he's going to see there is a serious problem here.
0: And, and dude, the, uh, oftentimes that's exactly what happens: is is they they get they are very offensive, and they keep doubling down. And if we can maintain our calm. And, uh, whoops, am yep. sounds like I'm losing you or maybe it was just background noise. Oh, sorry. Um, anyways, what I was trying to say is, is it is, uh, well, what I was trying to say is typically what happens is, is what you're, what you're starting to see. It's like, they do it so much that finally their lies and their manipulation start to become exposed. And if you can have a yep. victory in that regard, then things start to change. It's just... The, the annoying part is, is it takes so much time, pain, destruction to get to the point to where other people who really have the power, i.e. the judge, to say, oh, there's something else is going on. And it's like, in, in the meantime, it's just wearing you down. So well,
1: the, the, the BPO is literally, absolutely, 100%. She's trying to escape the problems that she created.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: That is is what that is. And it's accountability. So they're going to, when you hold them accountable, they're going to strike.
0: Oh, absolutely. That is is it. Yes. And everybody needs to understand that, that when you, you know, I mean, and sometimes you have to, I mean, like in your situation, you're still in the midst of it. So now is the time to fight this. But, you know, I've seen time and time again where where people push back and they fight these people and they don't even, they don't anticipate the, what's the outcome or what they're going to do in retaliation.
1: Well, and I live in Michigan, and first of the year, um, we we have a new uh, a, a new ruling that states that a false allegation on a PPO, the children go to the other parent for 90-day trauma bond break.
0: Really? And Seriously?
1: I'm hoping that this... Yes.
0: Wow. And okay, it, that's awesome.
1: It, it's been done in court. It's been done, and I think it's in three other court cases, and my attorney's got it. And we're going to throw it on top of the PPO when it goes in. Nice. This week or next week, it's going to be on top of there, and I'm claiming every single thing in there is about the, uh, um, the the spiritual alienation. So he's going to have to open this up. I mean, come on, the kids are with me and they're punished, and I've got a mountain, absolute mountain of evidence. And then I've asked the I've asked the children psychologist. Can I have the month of October to take the children to see you with work on my problem? Even in the PPO, she states. That there's severe problems with the, with the father, but I can't take the children to the psychologist's office. They won't give me an appointment. Right. So when a judge sees this, you can't, unless he's absolutely crazy. Um, I think that I've got a really good chance of
0: yeah. Well, and even even if he does even if he does file against you, file an appeal. I mean, you know, I mean, I know attorneys don't like to do that, especially in family court. But, you know, you should have a conversation with your attorney about that and say, look, you know, I mean, if you guys have a plan going forward, part of that plan needs to be is if the judge says something to get a ruling on on law, that's a mistake that you guys can appeal. I know it's a pain to do, but are you familiar with um, Alex Falcone from The Proper Person? Have you watched any of his stuff?
1: Uh, No, I haven't.
0: Check him out. He's uh, it's the the proper person. um, And I'll see if I can. Pull it up, uh, the proper person. Actually, I'll go ahead and just bring the the thing up on the screen. Oh, it looks like my computer just crashed again. Okay, there it goes. Um, and so it's this is the channel. This guy is a master at self representation. Uh, he is running also a, uh, a a site in Nevada to to hold attorneys or judges accountable. He's getting a lot of trial. I mean, he even actually is f- getting into court cases to film it to, to as like a, as media. Check out his channel. Outstanding information, and uh, he he basically did a lot of. The, he he was able to fight a narcissistic toxic ex, and ultimately go from you know supervised visitation to having. Uh, actually, he got the parental rights terminated of the mom, and uh, I mean, so he was able to really. Well, I mean, I know it sounds excessive if you're not familiar with this story, but but I would definitely check him out.
1: I mean, my 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 act has been for a whole year has been punishing my children if they don't fight in front of me. You tell me what do you think that yeah. she? I mean, I, I I can't even judge that to be able to uh, how
0: evil that tell is. You mean
1: what kind of parent? Could, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I can't, I, Yeah. and you know, my kids have been suffering immensely. And when I told them I'm not going, I wanted to do good videos, not bad videos. I'm not sending the videos to anybody. Nothing. I'm sorry. These are mine. And there, there's nobody going to look at them. And when I said that both of them smiled and they gave me the biggest hug ever. And I was like, well, I don't get this. What is, and I was like, okay, now I got the bigger picture Yeah. because when they told me that they're going to get punished if they don't fight in front of me, my son, right before change-out, would reach in the back seat and hit his sister, knock her down on the floor, and she would cry just before we changed out.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah. and it's, it's like, then when you realize it, you're like, holy crap, what monster does this to their own children? Well, we, we all know because <laughs> we we're all separated from them. Well, so your court case yep, is next so, week. Is that what you said?
1: No, no, no. I got a file. I got fourteen days to do it. My, I've got two attorneys. I've got a, a parental alienation expert in Ann Arbor, and then I've got a his. He's so busy that he doesn't do court cases. He he babysits other attorneys to do court cases for this problem.
0: Oh, okay. No, that's cool.
1: So I've got. Well, it's crazy. He's four hundred fifty bucks an hour. And well, that
0: part's not cool. I
1: pay him to babysit my. I pay I pay him to babysit my other attorney yeah. because that's how busy he is. So it's, you know, he deals with, uh, Amy, Amy Baker. They were on that board and then mm-hmm. Dr. Gottlieb out of New York. Right. Yeah. So he deals with, uh, right. So if I can, if I, the judge said you don't have enough evidence to get her tested, this is what he told me. And he, he says, he says that I can't do anything and I don't have a parenting plan. Now, my attorney told me that's just basically we, we side that judge and he's never seen anything like this. He doesn't know what to do. So he's in a holding pattern. He's basically said, No, I'm going to deny her getting tested. And then, you know, brain, I, want, I need more proof. I need, and so I, the PPO should be enough to get everybody tested. Good. And as I said, I went in, I paid, paid 1100 bucks and did my parenting evaluation from a forensic psychiatrist. And this guy was stunned that I, this wasn't a court order. Everybody in there is, what court are you in? Where's the quarter? Where's this? I'm like, no, it's just me paying for it. And the, he, the, the the doctor just sat in front of me and had the biggest smile on his face. And he goes, do you realize that no one's ever done this? And I said, well, if you realize this is how bad the situation is because of the smear campaign and the flying monkeys, I got nobody. I've lost half my family. I've lost all my friends and neighbors. I wow. mean, oh my God, I have Jackie River. And I, I said, I have to do something because uh, I'm not a bad guy. All I'm doing is trying to survive this. Right. And I understood, when I understood that when I was calling her out, stop doing this. We need to get the kids tested. Because the homework issue, I texted her, I, she, I asked her, I said, what's going on with the homework with the kids? Because we're starting the new school year. And she says, well, you picked them up. You're supposed to know all the stuff. You got the access. So I'm trying to figure out how I can help the, my, my kids with the homework because they lie to me. And then, uh, she asked, why can't you do the homework? I texted her back. I said, because they're afraid to do the homework. And then she texted back, I saved it. I saved it? Meaning not problem solving. Why are they af- Yeah, I saved the screenshot. Oh, right. I've got proof that the kids are afraid to be with you. So I can take this and flaunt this to everybody, and I can be perfect, and you can be the, the bad guy. Yeah. And I text back that this is, I, I, right underneath it, I said, this is why we need to get them tested. This is the problem.
0: Well, dude, you, here, and she,
1: here, never, she never talked about the kid.
0: Well, and, and that see, what you need to do is stop engaging with her on stuff like this. I mean, now you're at a point where you're going to court because it's not helping you. You are not going to to rattle some sense into her ever. You are not. No, no
1: I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. That this. Yeah, you're right. You can't. Right. right. What I was doing was, I'm getting proof, I'm talking about the kids, I've got a problem. I'm talking about the kids, I've right. got a problem. And I started working that. Okay. And because I can't talk to anybody, I knew that when I provoked her, when she was going to be offensive, mm-hmm. I knew that she would do something. I just didn't believe that she would get a PPO on me texting her to, to get the kids test, tested. Or me calling her out, I was just on that but that's what she did so she opened the door to shove this back in front of the judge
0: which is good which is actually going to ultimately help you
1: i i yeah this is the way i see it too in a logical Mm -hmm. sense because we're talking about children we're not talking about me or her because i didn't say anything in there that this everything i communicated with her was about i got a problem with the kids this is screwed up it's chaotic and we need help and i said can you fix can you fix it with the children's psychologist's office so I can take the children there, and then I got a PPO on me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're 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 taking all the right steps. Just be very careful with the communication, and uh, which it sounds like you have been. And hopefully, this PPO that she pulled is going to cause people to go. Wait a minute, what? So, but you know, I mean, hopefully hopefully you got enough this time to to make some changes and if not appeal it absolutely Mm -hmm. appeal it.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you. I do want to say to everyone listening in in my point of view that when you communicate with them, pretend like that a judge is looking at your text message or email and then send
0: it. Yep, absolutely. So good call. All right. Hey, thanks for calling and sharing that man. And, And please, uh, uh, keep us updated on what ultimately happens. All right.
1: Yeah, I will. As soon as I know something, I'll let you know. Thank you so much. You have a great show. I'm great. I'm so happy that you're doing this. Maybe our world will get better for our children because holy cow.
0: Yeah. Know? Hopefully it,
1: this is hell on them.
0: Yeah. It's hell on okay, everybody.
1: Thank
0: you so much. So hold on. Let me hit the right button here. Somebody had asked a question while he was talking, um, what does babysitting his attorney mean? What, what, he, what I got from that, and maybe he'll, he'll add more into the comments on this, is that he's got this specialist who's basically watching over what the attorney's doing so they don't make stupid mistakes, right? If you have an attorney who doesn't understand this, who doesn't understand really the dynamic and the tactics that a narcissistic, toxic person is going to use, you'll make mistakes, Because you assume—I'm talking about it from the attorney's perspective—you assume that people aren't monsters, that people really do care about their kids, that it's just stupid, you know, just it's just it's just normal drama, and it'll calm down. And if you if you're approaching it like that, you're going to get mowed over because you're not expecting the devil to be on the other side of it. And you know, it's really frustrating because. We all expect these professionals that we're paying money to, and that's the other sad fact about this is that, you know, fortunately, this, the, this last caller has, well, is able to at least allocate the funds to pay someone, you know, pay their attorney, which is probably 100 to $200 an hour, plus this other attorney to, to, to almost do like supervised training for the other attorney at $400 an hour. I mean, you're just dumping money all over the ground if you don't have it then you're even it's it's even a tougher situation to try to navigate this thing. You know, a lot of times this is just a, a, an exercise to extricate as much money as possible. I don't know if I use that word right, but to take as much money from you as possible and transfer it to to either attorneys or the state. It's really frustrating. But the one thing I want to say is be strategic in your communications with the, the with your ex. And, and like the last caller, if he's, you know, you're doing it because you need the documentation to prove your point, fine. Once you're, like at me, I'm beyond that. I'm not going back to court. I don't have the resources for it. I, I'm, it's, it's just, I, I'm like kind of in that, that uh, demilitarized zone, you know, North Korea, South Korea type scenario, you know, stalemate where, uh, I'm just, you know, pat or treading water and say, well, I'm not treading water. That's, 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 I'm just kind of in this holding pattern, just waiting for this to be over. And I've made the mistake, like I mentioned in earlier, where I had poked at the X on every time I poked at the X to try to, to, to get her to be the parent she should be. Things got worse. It's when I realized that that was the reoccurring pattern and I stopped doing that and I'm like, you know what, things are just better if she thinks she's winning and she thinks that I'm this disgruntled, angry, bitter person that just can't, can't get over, you know, can't get over the situation. The crazy part is, is that's when things started to get a little bit better where it's like, you know, she was smug, you know, <laughs> you know, okay, I'm, I'm winning. You know, I mean, one of the things she used to say to me early on was, you know, not so good or I, I got this, not so good for you, really good for me. And I was just like, What? It's just whatever. Yeah, Defy Dad says, uh, where is this? I don't know if I can pull this up on the screen. Um, X has great funding. I have slim to nothing for funding, dude. Hey, you guys, check out Alex Falcone. The guy did self-representation because he was broke. Now, I'll give you that the guy is pretty freaking smart and he's able to emotionally detach from this so he was able to represent himself and treat it almost kind of like a game to um, to do it I don't know if I have I mean I don't know if I have that skill set to be able to do that that's something that's uh, you know it's pretty tough oh this is interesting John said uh, Dwayne I had a psychiatrist review which is the psychiatrist is a friend of his. Review motions on both sides, and he picked out the things neither attorney saw, and he really helped me. I never told either attorney I had someone reviewing the records. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people don't get it, right? And if they don't, if they're looking at it thinking, if they're looking at it in in the mindset or the frame that things are a certain way, then you're playing two different games. It's like you're playing, your attorney's playing, you know, checkers, you know, maybe the evaluators playing chess and the other, you know, your ex is playing multidimensional, you know, I don't know, chess or something. I mean, whatever, a game that's on a completely different level. And when you're in that mode, you're making mistakes. So, all right, I have, uh, so I do, I have one more caller, so I'll grab that. And this one which towards the end, so we'll have to make it quick hello and welcome to the show
2: hey Dwayne it's
0: I hey man hey, how's it going
2: pretty good um, I just want to touch on one point I think I can't remember the the channel members name I think his name was Defy or something mm-hmm. that he was outfunded and stuff but yeah basically what I just wanted to say was that is just um, as a quick note if you're outfunded and um, it just you know, it kind of forces you to kind of just think about not doing the conventional route of actually having an attorney and stuff like that. I'm not advising to not have an attorney, but if you don't have the money to pay for an attorney, that will force you. That has to force the person that's actually in the middle of this whole process to um, try to just get as much evidence on your side as much as possible to look like the competent parent. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, when I was when I was uh, getting into Massive credit card debt through the attorney, and I was like, "What are we doing?" I mean, like, we're not even halfway through this process. I was like, "I have to do something different, and it can't be the conventional route everyone takes and just getting an attorney and you know all this stuff." And because at the end of the day, you know, that's and if you don't manage your attorney as well, that's a losing strategy, and then you just yeah. wind up by the end of this thing all, all broken. So, I mean, yeah, not taking a sometimes not taking the conventional route of every what everyone says and is advising you to do everyone told me that I wasn't going to get a lot of custody time but I put in some work and I thought about you know like how my arguments would be perceived in court and just like the previous caller just thinking about what your community how your communication comes off and just being ahead of them I don't think that they really play four or five E chess on people I just think that they're messing with people that are emotionally damaged and they're mm-hmm. taking advantage of that and they're messing with the good people as well. So um, just be ahead of these people. Just try to look like they I mean, not look like it, be the more confident parent, have the evidence to back yourself up. You know, if yeah. try to find a, a less expensive lawyer. I mean, if that's possible and you'll come out okay. I mean, just be smart. Don't let your emotions like overtake you. I mean, So that's all I had
0: to say. No, thanks, man. That's a good, that's a great point. And it it was going to give me an opportunity to clarify something. So, hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Take take care. Bye.
0: So let me clarify that because he brought up a really great point. And I know I I use, I often use the analogy of checkers, chess, and, you know, like in this last one, I use the multi-dimensional thing. Now, let me be clear. Sometimes these people are highly intelligent, you know, probably more, you know, on the psychopathy scale of things, uh, which it adds a whole other dimension. I think most of the time, iTumblers is right. They're really not that smart, but they're they're in their own environment, which gives them the tactical advantage, right? Because they they have their own skewed view of reality. You're sitting there trying to make sense of it and fight it at the same time and dealing with everyone else who doesn't understand it. So it feels like you're dealing with a Jedi master. He's absolutely right. If you calm yourself down and you really are focused and, tr- and strategic on what you're doing, most of the time you're going to prevail. It's, it's in the early parts of it whenever they're able to dysregulate your emotions, get you to make decisions or react in ways that don't help you that they're then able to use against you that creates the problem. It's, it's you know, I, let's see. I see Katie says, uh, staying calm is huge. It is. It really is. Being able to say, okay, you know, this sucks. This isn't great. Like even the last caller, I mean, he's dealing with a crappy situation and you want it fixed now. You want it fixed today. The, un- the unfortunate reality is is we don't, have the de- we don't have the ability or the decision-making power to make it fixed today. We have to play this long game to demonstrate what the hell's going on to get other people to see it. The first caller who was talking about the the therapist thinking he's the bad guy, I was on the road for that exact same thing to happen. I was uh, let me hit my reset here. I was the, the the therapist was thinking that I was the problem, that I was the one stressing the kids out, that 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 was the issue. And even when I went down and tried to talk to him, the guy was being really kind of obstinate, saying effectively that the problem was me and the only way i was able to overcome that was to, to to calmly which was hard and systematically go through that the 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 facts i guess and say and i mean and ultimately it's like okay what what is their mission and i know i said this the other day but i think this is important i'm like in my mind i'm like your mission is to fix this problem talking to the psychiatrist. Your problem is to address the, uh, the, the estrangement of this child with their father. So your job is to fix the relationship with us, right? Yes. Okay. How do we do that? You know, and it kind of like, uh, that's kind of the look I got. I'm like, look, I'll sign the paperwork so you can talk to my therapist in case there's something I'm missing. So you have my person that, you, that can help me work on any issue I have. Does that sound good? Well, yeah. Okay, great. I think that part of the issue is is that you know, mom in my situation is riling the kids up before they come in here, so that this this estrangement is being amplified. I think on the forty five minute drive, it's like you know, it's too bad you're estranged from your dad. I wish you had a better... And this is the thing, it's not. Like, you know, you will hate your dad. It's like, oh, it's so sad that you guys don't have a great relationship. All I ever wanted was for you and your dad to be able to get along and have the relationship that I always dreamed I had, you know, whatever. That's the subversive evil evil crap that these people are doing. It makes it even harder, right? Because it's like incepting this idea of a reality in your head. Anyways, my point is, is that I'm like, look, I'll, let me start bringing him, and I'll tell you when I called the when I said, t- "Hey, had a great meeting with the therapy with a, a psychiatrist." Um, I'm going to start bringing them so they can see a difference. You know, it's great. Oh, and I gave him a copy of the custody evaluation and the uh, report. She lost her ever loving freaking mind. She started saying that's yeah, illegal. You're not supposed to have that. Which technically, attorneys normally don't give it to you because if you do give it to someone, you're not supposed to. You can be uh, you can be held liable for it. I'm not sure if it's criminally liable or not. She lost her mind. You know, how dare you do that? And I'm like, look, you. Cr- I'm thinking, look, you crazy piece of garbage. Right in the damn thing, it says the kid's supposed to go to a therapist. This is his therapist now, so I'm giving them the document. I mean, there's no, you know, but anyways. Ugh. <laughs> God. This stuff is so freaking annoying. And I mean, it's, I mean it's, 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 it's devastating. Annoying is like an understatement. You know, I mean, this is... This is screwing with your life. It's screwing with your kid's life. It's screwing with your reputation. And it just, it gets exhausting and tiring. Unfortunately, guys, this is a long game thing. This is a, this is a marathon, not a sprint. You have to understand that you have to be prepared for that and understand that as long as you don't make mistakes and fall for the bait and the bait is getting you so irritated and dysregulated that you, you lose it kind of like I'm doing right now. And then them being able to use that to say, oh, my God, I'm scared of you. Oh, my God, you're, you know, uh, you're, uh, um, you know, you're scary. I mean, I got that. You know, you're a big, scary guy. I didn't get a protective order, but she was, that's what she was trying to hint to. I think the only reason she didn't is because she thought she already won. Fortunately, mine wasn't super smart. So, it was like, it's like, okay, I'm throwing all this stuff out here. I'm going to out your dirty laundry. I'm going to fricking ruin you. So you need to back off. And I wouldn't back off. I'm like, you know what? Let's burn the place to the fucking ground. And it actually got down to it. I know I'm starting to run out of time, but there was one period of time when this thing finally ended for me, when it finally ended, I was having a conversation with my attorney. I remember the conversation basically, and I, well, I'll make this quick. They they uh, they rejected an offer or something that was going to be in the in the court order. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to take every frickin dime I have. I'm going to give it to you. We are going to war. I want full custody. This is going to ruin my career because it's going to bankrupt me. I don't freaking care. Let's go. I'm done. I'm freaking done. This is all out. I mean, you know, launch the freaking nukes. Thank God my attorney wasn't a complete ass and didn't look at it going like, oh, cool. I can eke out another 20 grand from this guy. Let's go ahead and take his money. Three hours later, the divorce was finished. You know, anyways. Ah, God. Guys, here's the deal. I hope that you see when you see my channel, you know, you don't normally see this, this side of me. I'm a little frustrated right now. There is life after this. This is not just complete pain and chaos. You know, uh, it it feels like it right now. For the callers who are calling and the people who are in the middle of it right now, it feels like that. If you allow yourself to go down to the pit of hell, it can be that. But you can get your life back even if you're dealing with someone chaotic. On that, (laughs) what a way to end a Friday. What a way to end a week. Remember, next week I am doing uh, that collaboration. I'm going to try to do the other one. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell notification so you get notified. Sign up for the text notification so you get that too. I do want to say thank you for, wow, it's not coming up, the uh, channel members. Okay, now my machine's not doing anything. It should be pretend that the names are scrolling on the screen of all the people who have uh, supported the channel and uh, uh, all that kind of good stuff. Let me see if this works. There it goes. Gotta hate technology sometimes.